At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's time for another hour of your favorite sports gambling show. What's this going to be? Moneyline. No! Are you kidding me? I'm Diddly D. With the two best hosts to ever do it. I love my contract. Love my teammates. Uh, Donnie Wrightside. Do what the Sixers did, Charlotte. Just, just win seven games a year for four years. Eventually, you'll find somebody, and you'll be on the upswing again if it works out in your favor. And Kevin Walsh. Let me tell you how crazy talented the NBA is right now. I'm not even oh. trying to get into a debate. He's not even the most talented offensive big man in the NBA right now, in my honest opinion. On the Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. Away we go in the best hour of your day. It's Moneyline right here on the Sports Grid Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. It's Donnie Wrightside. It's Kevin Walsh. And we got football news that broke about an hour ago. The Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, how about that? Pittsburgh Panthers, you like that? <laughs> Carolina <Hot> Panthers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know what? Dave Canales probably should be a Pitt Panther as opposed to a Carolina Panther. Oh. Caught me off guard here, but the hot seat not necessarily on Dave Canales. Going to the Carolina Panthers. You know who's the biggest loser today? Eh, maybe it's Todd Bowles there down in Tampa going like, man, that guy saved my job and now he's gone here, K-Dub. What do you think, Dave Canales, to the Carolina Panthers? Yeah, I mean, I get I get the point that the offense, you know, kind of revitalizing Baker, Donnie, was, was a big mm-hmm. part of, of Tampa Bay getting there. But for Bowles, you have another year, right? That, and that's all he was going to be hoping for. He's won the division again, so I wouldn't worry about that. I think if you're Carolina, I don't – when the news breaks, I don't think the first line you would hope is a surprise, which is what we saw from Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. I don't know mm-hmm. who they thought was going to get the job. I don't know if that's Ian Rappaport thinking that Dave Canellis wasn't going to be securing a head coaching position uh, throughout this uh, hiring period there. It's one of those things where you, you look at it and you go, 
All right, we'll see. Because one of the things, and you can go back to our off-season conversations. This isn't revisionist history, but with Tampa Bay, the conversation was very negative around a team that did have pieces. Mike Evans is still a top 15 wide receiver in this league. He and Godwin make up still one of the best one-two punches at the position. And Rashad White proved to be pretty talented this year as far as a running back goes. Some of the offensive line works, some of it did not. But, you know, and Baker's a guy that I've never personally given up on DRS. I thought could have some juice here. So Tampa Bay's offense having success isn't the most surprising thing I've ever seen. Carolina, weapon-wise, like they need to do a lot to give Bryce Young and now their new head coach a chance. Yeah, they do. And and you weren't, unless it was going to be Bill Belichick heading to Carolina, where I would call it like blank check Belichick, which meant like, hey, here's $25 million a year. You do whatever you want. I can't attract anybody here. It's only one of 32 jobs. Somebody was going to take that job. And Canales did do a good job. And also the MO of most organizations now moving forward is get the next hot upcoming coordinator that you can keep in your position for the next decade here. Because the problem that you always run into when you hire defensive coaches, the minute you your offense is good, you lost your offense. And you're going to see that with Bobby Sloak probably over the next 48 hours, and as well as Ben Johnson in the next 48 hours. I shouldn't say 48 hours. What's that? Maybe 72 hours? Something in that range here where he will be out the door at that point because he will be moving on from what we heard is the Washington Commanders. But it's interesting as that plays out. But the big news happening late yesterday was Jim Harbaugh to the NFL going to the Chargers here, which I think is a great landing spot. And this is one of those teams that has never lacked in offensive and defensive prowess, meaning the players are there. They just never had the coaching. They now are going to have the coaching. Yeah, they are, and you'd imagine Harbaugh is going to put a great staff around them, and I think for Harbaugh, the attractive thing is what a lot of people believe the most difficult thing to do in this league is find your quarterback where the quarterback is already found, the quarterback's already paid. You know, none of that is a worry for Harbaugh as he makes this leap back towards uh, the NFL, so that should make this a lot easier on him. Uh, You know, time will tell. Who who does he get in to become the offensive coordinator? Kellen Moore is going to be moved on from uh, getting interviews with the Browns and the Eagles potentially for that Mm. So there's still a lot that needs to be figured out uh, in L.A., but couldn't agree more. I think it's an A-plus higher uh, for Harbaugh. I'm curious what kind of value we get in the Chargers futures market next year, though, because it feels like it it could end up being too positive. I was hoping that people still, ah, Chargers, Chargers, can't trust them, can't trust them. I I think Harbaugh is going to change that conversation pretty quickly. Yeah, he should. And also, I'm interested to see that offense that he installs there. Obviously, with Michigan, it wasn't a crazy high-flying offense because it was, don't turn the football over. we got playmakers. We'll make enough of those, but we'll play really stout defense. Now, in the NFL, you technically can't get away with that, but you know the Austin Ecklers of the world probably going to give way to maybe a bigger, stronger back similar to – now, Blake Quorum is not a big back, but a strong back. He's not the same type of running back as, let's just say, Austin Eckler is, right? You want to hit on the outside, throw passes to. I'm interested to see what that offense turns into. They'll have a fullback in in, uh, Los Angeles now, which will be fun to watch. But I think it was a great move. If there was one hire coming out of this cycle, it was where Jim Harbaugh was going to go to. Now, yesterday on the air, before he got hired, I'm like, what's going on here? I mean, Belichick's getting like three interviews. Harbaugh's now interviewing the second time in Atlanta. I'm like, like, sometimes I don't understand how the NFL operates as if you have to say, you know what? We already know who we have. Let's submit it to the NFL. But in the meantime, we have to cover all this red tape and interviews 
interview all these different people or maybe just like to do that. Like, yeah, I'm just going to pick this guy's brain and see what he's about. Maybe he becomes a head coach somewhere else and we have some intel on him on what he actually wants to do with his football team. But I thought that one should come. The next one is in Atlanta. Do we think it's Bill Belichick at this point? Or is it Bobby Slowick who's getting like a lot of heat going there now? Yeah, I'm a little confused about what happens if Atlanta doesn't go with Bill Belichick. Belichick misses out on the cycle. How many jobs remain, Donnie? Washington, Atlanta, is that it? Or is there more? Well, like Washington is basically is uh, Johnson at this point. Like Boomer came on with no, us I know on Wednesday that, morning and said, you know, yeah. But it's, I mean, yeah. It, so it would be but Seattle. I'm saying, are there are other with jobs up in the air. Oh, the Seattle job still has. Well, he hasn't even linked yeah. to Seattle. It's almost like I, we always thought it was. Hey, first interview up is Bill Belichick to Atlanta. Then he gets a quick second interview. All right, this is a done deal. And Atlanta's like, oh, not a done deal. Let's go interview thirty-two other people three and four times. Yeah. So it's kind of awkward the way it's playing out. But if he misses this cycle. Oh, he'll be back in it next year and can probably do the legwork and really sell an organization. Like, hey, look, I had a year to break down your team. Here's what you need. Like, oh, man, this is fantastic. You got a refreshed approach. Welcome back into the pros. But I still would be surprised if Bill Belichick leaves New England, which he did. And it's like, all right, well, I might be the best coach in the history of the league with seven openings. Like, eh, maybe we don't like you down here, which is really interesting to me. It is. No, I, I, again, I, I don't disagree, but that, my thing is, if it's not Atlanta, Donnie, it does seem like it would be bust for Bill. Yeah. So the question is, at his age, like, do you step away from the game? Like, or can he take a defensive coordinator position? No, I know that almost sounds degrading, but Don, he's going to step away for a year? Yeah, why not? He'll probably go into the booth. He'll, he'll turn on his charm, which everybody says he has, but anybody in the media never gets to see it. Maybe he loosens up. And again, oh, well, I'm not saying he can't you take find a step work, back, Donnie. And then you'll pick but it. Yeah, no, no, I, he, yeah, he's not going to go away for a year. Yeah, he's not going to take a D coordinator job. I don't. I don't see the he's point. He's about to go take that. a like pay he, cut to get the Atlanta. When you job come from the right yeah, when you come from the cloth of I run the look at how many rings I have and look what I've done. By the way, do you want to be a D coordinator in Cleveland or something? I mean, I just don't see that happening at this point here. Much more football talk to go and the hottest topics. You know where to find them right here on Moneyline. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Talking NFL action right here on a Thursday afternoon. And the action right now, not on the football field, obviously, but off the field with the coaching carousel, which keeps spinning in Philadelphia, not for the head coach, but for the assistant coaches. Last year's worst-kept secret was Vic Fangio wanted to be in Philadelphia, and Philadelphia wanted him. But thank you to the Arizona Cardinals, who slow-played their hand and then hired a defensive coordinator. It was the Eagles' defensive coordinator. Fangio couldn't wait for that, so he had to sign the week before with the Dolphins. Then the Eagles' spot came open. He wanted to be with the Eagles, couldn't be with the Eagles, and away he went to this year, which now Vic Fangio is the defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles. Why? Because they mutually parted ways in Miami, probably because Vic Fangio was like, look, the Eagles job is open. I won it last year. Just let me out of this. You can go your own way. I can go my own way, and so be it. And it looks like that's what happened. But the Eagles finally have a legitimate defensive coordinator here, which I love. And here's how I want to preface it, because we're going to get to the offensive coordinator there in just a moment and why it makes some sense. Uh, Vic Fangio. Fangio, they tried to get, it was one of those Kevin where it's like, we're going to hire Vic. Like, he's the consultant here. And it's like, you couldn't really reach out and tell because I believe this is why there was an NFL issue that was settled between the Eagles and the Arizona Cardinals, almost like a tampering charge on how they got to hire uh, the Eagles defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon. But neither here nor there. Mm -hmm. Fangio was working with the Eagles last year, and it was apparent. like, hey, look, if this guy is gone, which we probably would know, I don't know, two to three weeks after interviews that he's going to to take a job and hush hush and you'll yeah. be it. That never came down. Was again, Gannon goes there and Vic Fangio's already hired. They tried to say, okay, well, if we're not going to get Vic Fangio, uh, Vic, who do you, who's one of your disciples? Let, let's just run it with uh, Sean Desai, which was a disaster because it wasn't as if he didn't have his concepts correct. But the word on the street was. The defensive players weren't trusting the schemes and learning from the leader, which is always a disaster. Maybe case in point, Brian Johnson as well as the offensive coordinator. So now they got the guy in Vic Fangio, and I got a degree. I, I do like what's going on on offense too with the Eagles. But before we get to there, Vic Fangio to the birds. Thoughts on that? Because I actually wanted Wink Martindale, but that's not the type of defense that the Eagles want to run. The Eagles want to run that 4-3, get pressure with the front four, play coverage in the back. Wink Martindale is like, safety, can he blitz? No? All right, get him off my team. I need everybody blitzing here on any given down. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I know you liked Wink. I, I would have been fine with it. I think for mm -hmm. me, DRS, I just didn't want Ron Rivera, honestly. Like, yeah. I just I, and I know that Ron. Obviously, it is different to be a DC than a, a head coach, and uh, this is a guy that's won Coach of the Year. And he's he's been around a long time. I, I I understand all that, but for me, it just felt too outdated. Now it's funny, right? Because obviously, it's not like Vic Fangio is some spry chicken, but yep. uh, he had a lot more success, I thought, on the defensive side uh, in recent years. So I'm I'm happy with the move. I wasn't kind of like, oh, we have to be able to get. Um, uh, well, again, you said Wink Martindale, who I know you were very excited about his potential mm -hmm. as the guy, but I'm, Brandon I'm good Staley with Staley you wanted. No, oh my God, please imagine that. I mean, we, we might as well have just canceled the season if we would have done. You know, it's funny, like he would have been good, right? Like, isn't that kind of how mm -hmm. that works? Like somehow his defense would have been good as a DC. But what are you thinking here as far as the uh, offensive coordinator position goes? Because I've heard you a few times mention Kingsbury, which does yeah. seem possible. It, uh, and I saw Kellen Moore interviewed for the job as well, which I wouldn't mind either. It's kind of funny because you listen to like local media versus national media. And for me, if you're the Eagles, this is a reset season because you still have a chance, a legitimate chance with the town if you keep them there and add to be a Super Bowl contender next year. But the reason why you weren't is you nailed Sean Steichen first time around. 
upper-level coordinator. You saw what he did in Indianapolis, right? And then on the yes. defensive side, you still had a guy that was an up-and-comer that you nailed. Like, nobody had more sacks than Jonathan Gannon's defense, and they were one of the best defensive units in football history. I believe number one and number two based on yards and points. They nailed that. He came into an offseason, and it was like, okay, Sirianni's the head coach. He's a CEO guy. Who's our coordinators? You whiffed on both, but they were also guys that you were going to trust to be up-and-comers like they were Steichen and Gannon, which you hit on. You were hoping the same thing, and it was terrible. Mm-hmm. So now I think the Eagles flipped that pendulum back because from what you're hearing from Nick Sirianni out of Philadelphia is he's saying this. Hey, look, I'm the CEO head coach. Offensive guy that's coming in here, he's going to be the offensive guy. The defensive guy is going to be the defensive guy. Similar to what you have in Baltimore with Harbaugh. Similar to what you have in Pittsburgh sure. with you know uh, Mike Tomlin at this point. So now they're going, look, I don't want to have to look over the other side of the hall to check all my defense. Fangio's got that. But on offense, it is Nick Sirianni's offense per se, but he's going to let somebody run it. But it just, as he said, got stale. So when I say, when people say, like, well, you can't bring Cliff Kingsbury, gosh, stinks. The concept is what you like out of Kingsbury, where Nick Sirianni goes, how about this? Three wide, uh, uh, Devontae's coming in motion. Hold on. You know what? Start Devontae on the left side. Have him come in motion to the right. Then we'll run orbit, you know, running back options out of the back. Oh, you know what? That's a nice twist on that. So I can't have a, hey, this guy was a quarterback coach, and now he's never called plays, and he's going to come in and call plays. You need an offensive coordinator who's done that before, and I think they're probably headed down that path. Yeah, I I don't mind that. I think for Sirianni, that is some of the pressure he's walking into, right, though, is, see, Donnie, like, you're, it's so funny you bring up Harbaugh, who, you know, with Baltimore now, is probably going to get that label as best coach in football, uh, I feel, mm-hmm. for a lot of people. And he doesn't, it's, he's a special teams guy. Like, what do you do, John Harbaugh? Like, nobody would say mm-hmm. that, right? But now right. you're starting to get the Sirianni version of, well, what do you do? You're hiring an OC to call the plays. You're hiring a DC to call the plays. What do you do? But if you can make it work, that is actually the pinnacle of NFL head coaching, maybe coaching in general, Donnie. It's just, I coach. I am in charge. But my offensive guy is my offensive guy, and my defensive guy is my defensive guy. And if they can get this right, it would be absolutely massive. Because I still believe in Sirianni as the CEO, if that's what it needs to be. Yes, and that's what it should be, and that's what the Eagles' whole M.O. was. If you remember when Sirianni came to the Eagles, he was the play caller for like the first two to three weeks. Then they made that choice, yeah. like, all right, take it away so you can oversee everything. And people say, well, why do you need a head coach at that point here? It's Come on. It's a game day CEO. <laughs> Go for it. Punt it here. You, you get on the headset and be like, hey, defensive coordinator, that. I'm not going to tell you how to do your job, but you know what it is. Get in a prevent here. I don't want to see blitzing because mm-hmm. we want to make sure that you clock just so everybody's on the same page. Because you see it before, like, hey, you know what? My offense is struggling. Well, where's uh, Chip Kelly? Well, he's over on the bench talking to the quarterback while the defense is out there. Hey, do we need a timeout? So we call timeouts. Who got injured over there? Do you see what I mean? Like, no. It can work both ways at that point, but I do think it's the right path now for the Eagles, who whiffed last year on going with up-and-comers. Now this year, probably going to go with more established people. We'll see if it's Click Kingsbury. Probably a little bit too far over the edge, which I would love to see him in Philadelphia. But even a Kellen Kellen Moore, that guy, yeah, he only had like top five offenses like ten straight years. Oh, no, you don't want that guy. You want some rando out here, but it'll be interesting to see where the Philadelphia Eagles move from here, and again, it looks like the commanders have settled in on Ben Johnson, one of those wink-wink, you know, nod-nod decisions oh, here. Oh, big because, time. Yeah, but so it's... that's with something you know. like that, Donnie, why... 
What would be the issue with announcing that he is going to be the guy? I, I don't. I don't follow. Like, because we all know he's the guy. There's no way that Ben Johnson's like, listen, you can't tell Dan he's going to be furious. Like, Dan Campbell's probably the happiest guy in the world for Ben Johnson. Like, I, I'm not really understanding why. They can't just announce we've hired our guy, like root him on the rest of the way with the Detroit Lions. Yeah, it's got to be something like with contracts. Or ju- no, I, I get it, but uh, like, do you go down that rabbit hole where it's like, you know, uh, I, let's just say before the season ends, another guy's like, okay, hey, he's already going to be the head coach of New Orleans next year. Maybe it's just the optics of the whole situation, but I can think we can all agree yeah. that the way you get hired in the NFL is the best coaches are typically still in it in the final four, which would be like AFC, NFC Championship Sunday, and then they got to wait it out and miss all the cycle because other teams are like, well, I can't wait on this guy if he tells me no, I got to hire this other guy. It's just a yeah. whole wacky thing. Now, I'm not saying like put a moratorium on it, like nobody can get hired until the day after the Super Bowl or something like that because it would be a wild sprint to the finish. But there has to be something behind the scenes where you just go, hey, look, that's our guy here. I don't know if it's a new organization. It's like, well, we don't want him thinking about, you know, he's already the head coach, even though he is, and going through the formal process, and his mind's already checked out. He's got to pick out office furniture instead of doing playbooks. You know, it's just randomness like that, I guess, at this point. But it is what it is as the NFL continues to turn. Let's get an update on the games this weekend. Totals going higher in Santa Clara, let's check it out next right here on Moneyline. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Fifty twos people showing up on the board out in Santa Clara for the NFC Championship game between the Lions and the San Francisco 49ers. Lines seven across the board. Fifty and a halfs most of the week. Fifty one and a half this morning. Now fifty twos. Are we expecting a shootout, Kevin, in Santa Clara with that weather? Yeah, I, I've been pushing towards the over personally all week long. Mm-hmm. I. I think it's one of those situations. My only hesitation is, do I just play the Niners team total uh, and and not kind of focus in on on the Detroit angle of it? Like if Detroit scores 27, 
Well, mm-hmm. That's fine. Like I still think the 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 Niners are going to win, so they should get towards their number. The Niners team totals thirty and a half. Yeah. I mean, they can score thirty one, no doubt about it, in my eyes. Are you worried though without Debo? Big part no, of that. No, I'm. No, no, not even a little bit. No, they they played a bunch of games this year without him. I'm actually though hoping Debo plays so we get cheaper Brandon Ayuk numbers. That's my hope. So I am hoping he plays, but like not to elevate, not like not for more confidence. I'm not worried one bit if Debo misses the game. Not at all. Now, now let's go from uh, one of our compadres' uh, actions here. Like, who does Joe Lisi ramp up now if Debo was out? I mean, his guy's out there in the streets right now. No, you know he's hoping Debo plays so he can uh, bet Jawan Jennings, and then he like, goes you know what I mean? even more. Yeah. Correct. To be like, listen, Juwan Jennings gets like one target per game when Debo's in the lineup. But last week with Debo out, had seven targets. Uh, give me Juwan Jennings uh, over the 13 and a half anytime touchdown, six to one. Like, that's probably how that'll go, if I had to guess. Yeah, Ayuk, yeah, Ayuk's 80 and a half, George Kittle 61 and a half in that game, and Christian McCaffrey 35 and a half. Now, you remember last week when we were going over uh, some numbers on rushing props? And I said to myself, you know, I, I think this is wrong right off the bat. And it was Jameer Gibbs at 41 and a half. He's at like 48 and a half, 47 and a half across the board. But Montgomery, it's almost like the pendulum swung where Gibbs replaced Montgomery as the top dog in the backfield rushing number-wise. It's 47 and a half at FanDuel. David Montgomery's 44 and a half at FanDuel. Christian McCaffrey, 86 and a half at FanDuel. But here's my thing. Like, for as talented as Gibbs is, he didn't replace him. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, no, no. I'm saying for, they replaced him as the. Oh no, 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 no! I know what you're saying. What yeah, I yeah. know what you're saying, but what I'm saying is that's not reality. Even if like everybody thinks it should be, Monty has still outcarried him in both of these playoff games. Like I, there is. Are the rush attempts props up? They are perfect. Montgomery mm-hmm. ten and a half minus one thirty gives nine and a half. now I'm not saying it's a massive gap, but I understand. Yeah. Trust me, that Gibbs is the more explosive runner. I understand all of that, Donnie. But this is not David Montgomery's had fifty yards in damn near every single game he has played this season. Like it, it gets to the point where you know this is what people always say: you want to bet, you got to bet early in the week. Yes, if you yep. want to bet Jameer Gibbs, like Donnie made mm-hmm. mentioned early in the week, and obviously was a great bet, but. Not if you want to bet David Montgomery, because right now people are deciding that that Montgomery uh, is going to be wildly outcarried by Gibbs, despite the fact we don't have evidence that that's true. No, we don't. By the way, we'll get back to that game in a second here. Let me just flip it over here to that AFC Championship game. Like as I told you, I took a hundred dollar wager on the or hundred twelve dollars total on the Kansas City Chiefs. Not because I don't think that there's a legitimate chance that the Chiefs can win the game. It's just like let me just cover the bases. A hundred dollar loss isn't that big when you know nineteen hundred is on the table. But I don't know if I've done this before. And then uh, Mark Zeno came on this morning, and he, you know, liking the Ravens as well. Most people we've had on the early line have liked the Ravens. And I don't really think it's just like a public side, because it's really not. It's 52% to 48% ticket spread on this game coming in, over 110,000 tickets tracked here. A little bit more money on Baltimore, but the fours are starting to creep in across the board. And the more I start thinking about this game, and I know that number is moving because Isaiah Pacheco hasn't practiced this week, says he's good to go, went through the walkthrough, but going to miss practice. This again today. Is there, tell me this: Is there a chance that Baltimore beats the brakes off of Kansas City by like fourteen yes. plus? 
Absolutely. I think so. I mean, the, the, the thing is, Donnie, this is what they've done all year long is beat the brakes off of teams, right? So <clears throat> I, I can't rule out that they are going to do what they've done to everybody all season, right? It would be mm-hmm. foolish to say that that's not possible. But on the counter, I mean, there's no world where you could justify outside of blind faith the notion that this is going to be a route Kansas City's direction. We've seen nothing to suggest that is even possible from this season. It's it's one of the because you're not getting the benefit of the doubt anymore with Kansas City, right? We know what their offense is, mm-hmm. and if Isaiah Pacheco is very good, they have one of the best quarterbacks of all time at quarterback and a great head coach. They're always going to be competent. But when I sit and break this game down, I say to myself, "Look, Kansas City has a good defense. Baltimore has a better defense. If we're taking a look at offensive weapons, right across the board, wide receivers, tight ends, offensive line, quarterbacks, and running backs, Baltimore's." better across the board. Now, granted, I'm not going to say quarterback is a milestone where it's Mahomes. If you ask me to pick right now, I still would take Mahomes. But let's not act like each one of these guys haven't won two MVPs and the guy who had the best season this year between the two was Lamar Jackson and he's at home in this point. So I'm getting more confident by the day because I look at it like this, saying, okay, going into the weekend, what do you have? Like, I basically have a grand on this game if Baltimore wins. Like, that's my money line. Money line Baltimore, a thousand bucks. Because if they win, I'm probably going to win a thousand bucks on the Super Bowl. Because I believe Baltimore number one will win, but I'm also going to hedge out as a worst case scenario. I pick up five or six hundred bucks at that point. But I just look at it like this and say, man, like the way Baltimore should be able to attack this game. And the only, and I'm going to ask you this question because I asked it to just about everybody that came on. Why are we at the point? And I know why we are, but I want your answer on this. Like Patrick Mahomes coming into this football game, stone cold winner. Stone Cold winner, can't wait to back him. I love it. But then Lamar Jackson, who, again, is a two-time MVP, who had the best season in football from a quarterback perspective, and he'll win that award. And we're like, hey, I don't know. Lamar was really good last week, but I don't know if he could do it again. Well, because he's never done it again, right? He's never – he only has two career playoff victories against the guy who has two Super Bowl MVPs. I mean, that's why. Like, it, it's one of those things where – but, but here's what's going to happen. If Lamar wins this game and then proceeds to win mm-hmm. the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl MVP, Lamar mm. will be viewed as the unanimous second-best quarterback in football as and a legitimate challenge to Mahomes. That's what's going to happen via the conversation. Because at that point, then, Donnie, you're right. He's matched him MVP for MVP, right? And he'll have beaten him in a conference championship game. He'll be obviously still behind when it comes to Super Bowls. And and Mahomes still has that edge. But that's where the conversation goes. You know, Lamar has lost a lot of end of the years where the Ravens have looked very dangerous due to his own injuries. And that's a part of the conversation is that ability to stay healthy because you need it. And, And Lamar hasn't necessarily had it. But look, at the end of the day, Making the case on Kansas City isn't the most difficult thing to do because Mahomes does pretty much always win these games. That's just how it tends to go. By the way, they smoked the Texans, who are a quality football team with C.J. Stroud on their center. Smoked the Miami Dolphins in Baltimore. Smoked the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco. And the reason I bring that up is Mark Andrews didn't play in any one of those games. He practiced full all last week. But like, you know what? Yeah. Could probably beat this team. Let's be safe. He's already practicing full twice this week. If we're going to get back like a healthy Mark Andrews, 
This team, man, I mean, you want to talk about And again, I love when this happens at the right time where the, he goes down. And I, oh, man, you know what? Super Bowl ticket's going to be so much damn harder to win. I hope they just can get to the playoffs, win a couple games. I can hedge out, make a little bit of money back on my ticket. And now it turns into likely steps up. Now you got a one-two punch at tight end. And you have all of your wide receivers healthy coming into this football game. And it's like, man, the sky could be the limit. Like, if you see in that first quarter, like Mark Andrews, two catches, 24 yards, he's moving around. Like, this is going to be a good one at this point. Like, like the, I'm starting to get really excited. And also, like, if this weekend's games go as planned, right? 49ers end up beating the Lions. But let's just say the Ravens end up beating the Kansas City Chiefs by two touchdowns. Are we not sure that the Ravens won't be a favorite in the Super Bowl? Because what what would be the M.O.? Let's just, and again, 27-20, uh, 49ers beat Detroit. Solid win. Nobody's upset about that. Let's just say they even went wire to wire. Baltimore collapses Kansas City. And then we say, okay, well, we also saw Baltimore collapse San Francisco while San Francisco was home. Why would the 49ers still be favored in the Super Bowl? Yeah, I, I think it's because books don't move too like they would still view it as too small of a sample size funny enough i'm not saying you're wrong donnie but i think that's what it comes down to i I think also there's just certain numbers that they can hang and eventually they'll continuously be bought back but i think what we're seeing here right via the look ahead lines no matter Mm -hmm. what happens this is going to be a number that goes underneath a field goal either direction. So that makes it a lot easier as a better than to not be overly concerned about this stuff when, look, and yes, a team can win by one or two. We know that that is possible, but a key number isn't going to be on the board in this game sidewise. If it is the Niners no. uh, and the the Ravens, a key number won't yeah, be. Yeah, money, money line on 49ers-Ravens for the Super Bowl, minus 110, minus 106. So it's roughly just a pick at that point anyway if they get there, which, again, is a great hedging opportunity. That would be a fun Super Bowl, obviously, to watch. San Francisco and Kansas City would be fun as well. And I'm not saying the Detroit Lions can't hold up, but then again, you know, sometimes, like, hey, man, Lions get to the Super Bowl. That total's 49. Wouldn't mind seeing that because I think the Ravens would be able to get out there and Detroit obviously playing in a dome would be a lot of fun to watch. And also them coming off of beating the 49ers would be interesting. But that hedge point would turn into Detroit like, hey, man, I don't even got to lay off that much money at plus 180 at that point here as opposed to a minus minus 110, which is what I would be betting the 49ers at in the Super Bowl. But news coming out now, Debo Samuel did practice limited today. We'll talk about that more after the break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? 
Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And now, back to Moneyline with Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside. Moneyline Thursday afternoon, your boy DRS along with Kevin Walsh here. NFC, AFC Championship Sunday coming up this weekend. Two great games here. Wagers placed on this game, I don't have anything yet, to be honest. Because I don't really need that much. Because I do like the Baltimore Ravens to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't even care by how much. 1 point, 20 points, 30 points, doesn't matter. As long as they win. So I feel like I'm wrapped up on that side. I'm just trying to figure out the angles I want to play in that football game. Now, as much as we like to talk about the fantastic weather out in Santa Clara this weekend, 70 degrees of kickoff, light winds, no rain, we're starting to get drizzle slash rain into the forecast in Baltimore, which I do believe helps the Baltimore Ravens. Why? Better defense, built on the ground. Lamar Jackson, the ultimate weapon in the rain if there's a slick surface. He should be able to do damage. Wind's under 10 miles an hour, so again, it shouldn't be that bad. Keeping track of Isaiah Pacheco, who has missed practice the last two days with foot and toe injuries, says, don't worry about me, I'm going to play. And quite frankly, he is going to play. Tough dude out there, no doubt about it. But those three and a halves have now moved to fours out of a lot of outlets here, particularly in New Jersey. Bet three sixty-five points bet and DraftKings. Other outlets, FanDuel points bet, excuse me, FanDuel and BetMGM sitting at three and a half at minus one fifteen prices. The question to me is where that line is going to end up on Sunday here. Because you know how the late in the week money is going to come in on the public. They'll see Isaiah Pacheco practice. They'll say it's Patrick Mahomes. I'm just going to take the points. And I don't care what happens. But as I look at that game, I'm trying to figure out what's the best betting strategy. Because you know, Kevin, you take a look at some of these. And the numbers aren't that high for Ravens players. Outside of what? Lamar Jackson, right? You take a look at Odell Beckham who last week I believe was like 36 and a half, made an appearance with a catch in like the first quarter, was never seen alive again. He's down down to like 22. Like Zay Flowers is going to be under 50. Mark Andrews, I don't have the numbers up right now, but I, I'm going to assume that we'll probably expect. Let me see. You know what? Where's the receiving numbers? I'm going to go across 35 the 35 and a half. I was just looking at it. All right, so it's 35 and a half. By the way, Odell Beckham, what's that? What's 20? But that's not a, a current. Oh, my goodness. Odell Beckham at DraftKings is now 20 and a half yards. Now, as I look at that, and this is what catches me up sometimes. I've watched Odell Beckham over the past couple weeks when he's played and being said healthy, right? I had a number that I ended up losing by 13 yards on the season for him as a pass catcher. But missed a couple couple games. The last game, which I probably would have needed, he sat out completely. Which I was like, oh, no, it makes sense. He's going to get like three weeks off. He'll be ready to go. This is what you paid $15 million guaranteed for this year. I'm not talking about he had to go, Kevin, four for 98, right? But the fact that he's $15 million a year and healthy and sees like a target, kind of interesting. But I see that 20 and I go like, that should be one catch. And then I go, well, yeah, he's probably only going to get one catch. Yeah, I, I think we're at a point, though, Don, like his money doesn't matter at all, right? Like, they paid him what they paid him to bring him in. He is not as good as their first-round pick in Zay Flowers. No. Zay likely is really broken out. Mark Andrews is on his way back. 
Like, I, I get the idea, like, wow, this guy is not, you know, the number one guy. But here's the other thing, Donnie. What's Lamar's yards? Like, the Odell number would be, you know, 47 and a half if he was on the Chiefs. Because he would actually be, like, a, a, a primary weapon for them. But Baltimore doesn't even care to throw the football if they don't have to. You know, I thought that was on display last week, right? You know, they didn't say, hey, let's keep pressing it down. The guy's going to run it down their throat until they show they can stop it. And obviously at no point the Texans did. Now, flipping over to Kansas City, like just look at the FanDuel yesterday. Their team total was 19 and a half. Strategically placed yeah. because you saw two really good football teams down the stretch. And the 49ers and the Miami Dolphins both scored 19 against the Ravens. Now, the 17 points that were scored against the Steelers, backups in the rain, I throw that one out. You saw last week, 10 points to the Texans here. But I find myself watching this and you know what? It would be hard for me to believe. I don't care how good Baltimore's defense is, and it's good. I can't see Baltimore, Kevin, being under 14 points in this game, which means 19.5 is really in play in this one. Like, I think it's one if you miss it, it's like an extra point, or they got the 17 and they were down 10 late, but they went for the touchdown, didn't kick it. Like, that's how you lose it. I don't think you lose the Chiefs' team total, barring Patrick Mahomes getting knocked out in the first quarter because they scored seven points in a game. I'm trying to find myself and say, I still do like Baltimore to win the game. Preseason bet or no bet? I think Baltimore is the better team. But shouldn't we be looking at those Kansas City numbers more? Because I find like I I like what I see more from a prospect-wise on Kansas City than Baltimore, even though I think they lose the game. Well, I think it's one of those things where when you're dealing with a number that low, Donnie, it's hard to lose it big, to your point. So that that that's kind of why, uh, yes, you're going to be in the mix regardless. Mm-hmm. What's the low mark for the Chiefs this season? It's not going to be much lower than you know what would be uh, enough to make that a winning wager. So again, I, I I totally totally understand the the look of it all, right? And and you could even talk me into saying that you prefer that to your plus three and a half bet, right? Like, oh, they're not yeah. winning this game 17-14, right? Which, you know, maybe they would, but I don't necessarily think so. Uh, the, but just losing close is still on the board. I get your point. It's a low number. But I'm not pushing towards the over in this football game. I'm not. be an interesting one to play out, though. It, it really is. Because I, I'm, I'm just trying to be, like, you know, even-keeled, per se. Because I do think Baltimore wins. But I'm trying to factor on, like, what's the – process here on them winning because as the week goes later and later, usually be like, okay, uh, I'm going to bet the Ravens. Oh, it's going to be a tough one. It's Patrick Mahomes. The confidence meter is rising during the week. And maybe it's just to, I always thought the Ravens would win this game. And now you're having guests on like, yeah, you know, this should be the case. They're the better football team. But the eye test tells you that as well. Like the What's the only way Baltimore loses? Lamar Jackson, 11 of 27 with three interceptions. Like, you have to go that far down the end of the spectrum. But you don't say that about the Chiefs, like, oh, the only way the Chiefs lose is Mahomes stinks. Like, no, Mahomes is probably going to play well, and they're still going to lose this football game just because they're not as good. Now, if we're lining up props, like, I still like Travis Kelsey this week. I think Rasheed Rice has a solid day. And Isaiah Pacheco, as much as we want to say his foot hurts, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is not getting 13 carries in this game because Pacheco wants to save it up to the fourth quarter. I still think you're getting honest efforts that way. So if I'm saying to myself, you know, I don't know if I want the yardage prop on Patrick Mahomes, but I still like the over one and a half touchdown passes, cheap as heck on Mahomes. I still think Kelsey can catch 60 yards worth of passes in this game. 
Well, yeah. I mean, again, I think, but you're someone who really likes the over in this game, right? And I don't love the over, but I do think it. Yeah, if if you said Donnie, what's it going to go? I'd say it goes forty five plus in this game. Yes. Yeah, but but again, like that, that's going to help there. Like we, uh, for me, I just kind of want to see as we get later in the week what jumps off the page a little bit, right? Baltimore, there's some tight end struggles there, so yes, Kelsey should be good. There's some you know, top wideout struggles there, so okay, then all of a sudden you try and identify what could possibly work for Rasheed Rice props. And, you know, with Pacheco, though, CEH is still factoring in even when Pacheco's healthy. Not obviously to the point where you're not getting enough out of Isaiah Pacheco, but you're getting enough out of CEH to go over very low numbers. So I think that's interesting uh, on those Chiefs uh, props there. Because if they are trailing the Chiefs, right, then you're going to be able to Mm -hmm. activate some of those numbers. So that's when you start to get into, all right, well, what do I get out of Travis Kelsey in losses? What do I get out of Rasheed Rice in losses? Like Those are all the things that I'll I'll continue to be uh, looking towards as the week goes on. If I gave you a free bet on a quarterback rushing prop, would it be Lamar at 66.5 or Patrick Mahomes at 26.5? Mahomes. Not even a question. The Lamar is it numbers like, is like, Let's just say if they're losing like late in the game. In the regular season. Yeah. He's no, just looking at last because, week's 100 yards. and Yeah. like It's just wildly inflated from what he did last week. But again, it, it, it's one of those instances sometimes where, where the books actually do end up in difficult spots. Because... The true Lamar number should probably be, again, you know, 20, 15 yards lower. But they know that all anybody is doing is betting the over on that prop. And where it starts to then, you know, really work out is Lamar just blows through the number no matter what they hang it at. They can hang it at 85 and a half and he's going to blow through it because it's the playoffs. And when you get the, the, you know, the most electric running quarterback we've ever seen in NFL history in the postseason where quarterbacks are always running, it could just make for impossible to cap numbers. Can I sell you on a 6-1 to ticket here, Kevin, for Patrick Mahomes on a rushing touchdown on Sunday? You know, you could, but it does feel like he's, I mean, it's one of those numbers that pops every time you look at it. But when was the last time you had the Mahomes rushing touchdown? Feels like it's been a long, long time. If you took Lamar, would you rather Lamar 66.5 or Lamar plus 105 anytime touchdown this weekend? Uh, probably the 66 and a half. Like him scoring last week, Donnie, was the outlier. He has not scored rushing touchdowns this season. It, they, they've all been Gus Edwards. So yeah. that that was kind of one of the things that I was a little frustrated with last week, looking at those props, where Lamar plus 100 against the Texans was a really unfair value that was being listed, but there was a great chance that that was going to end up becoming a winning bet, and obviously it did twice. Look at some of these guys down the list here. Like, I've watched Blake Bell score touchdowns. He's 31-1 to 1 to score a touchdown this weekend as a backup tight end here. Noah Gray, plus 950. You know, Mar- uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, 6-1 to 1 price. Rashad Bateman, plus 550. Like, you, Isaiah Likely, you know, even though he's going to be that secondary tight end, he's still going to be hella involved in that in the passing game. 4-1 to 1 at that point. Odell Beckham, plus 380. Mark Andrews, plus 240. Like, you're getting some crazy numbers numbers across the board, which again, leaders in the clubhouse, Lamar Jackson, plus 105, and Travis Kelsey, plus 115. Let's get to the phone lines here. Squeeze in one of our guys towards the end of the show. You know who it is. It's the X-Man. He's ready to go. It's a Thursday afternoon right here on Moneyline. What's good, X-Man? 
up, Donnie. It's a beautiful yep. night for women's college basketball. I'm oh, big game tonight, too. LSU women's. LSU women's mm. seven and a half. Whoa! I'm going on the spread with Florida State women. Florida State women oh at Duke. Seven and a half. Mm. Mm. Going with the tennis. Men's tennis. Djokovic on the money mm-hmm. line. <laughs> and we're going with the Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets, the other joker, baby, on the money line. Yep. That's eight to one. It's got to be more than eight to one. Did you say you're taking money like Aren't the uh, LSU getting nine points? No. It's got to be more than that out here in the streets. He's taking the points. He's taking oh, the points. oh, man. I thought he was going money line. That's why it caught me off guard right there. There you go. Taking the points at home. By the way, KW, huge women's basketball game tonight. You going to be locked in today on uh, GTD on that one? Might be the best game of the night oh. overall. It actually might. Uh, yeah, yeah JY will be on, so uh, I'm sure he'll uh, he'll have a pick with that. Especially since the NBA uh, is now becoming addicted to making sure that their primetime slates uh, feature a team on the second leg of a back to back. I don't even know what's it going is on tremendous. anymore. It's tremendous. I don't even know what here. they're doing. I've never seen anything like it. But uh, yesterday was a pretty good paint by numbers day. That if you're just saying to yourself like, well. Milwaukee fired their coach. They better put out a good effort. They did. One by ten and covered. Uh, Golden State, emotional night at home. No way you can lose that game. They didn't. They they absolutely ran rough. I'll tell you the one interesting game is, like, just taking a flyer on, like, the, oh, you know, look at that. Spurs at home getting eight and a half back-to-back. OKC. OKC came in there and beat the brakes off of San Antonio yesterday. Joel Embiid back in play tonight. Dropped 70 the last time he played. Wonder what he's going to do tonight. But you know who I bet? An under on a play or prop in that game. Come back and find out who that under is on right here on Moneyline. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You don't hear that that much on this show here. Under tonight for me, Kevin. Philadelphia 76ers, Indiana Pacers. Maxie was 29 and a half this morning, which I took the under. I find him now at 28 and a half. Nine of his last 11 games stayed under the 30-point marker. But it's a high number. 
But I'm going under in this one. Maybe Joe gets his 40 tonight. Maybe Maxie gets his. Maybe that up-tempo offense comes up for Indiana and just says, you know what, Maxie's going to get at least five more shots than he typically gets to take in a ball game, and it goes over. I'll just say Maxie stays out of the 30s and stays in the 20s, and I cash this ticket. Look, Donnie and I were talking a little bit about this during the break. It is as stumped as I've been by a number in a long time. I thought Embiid, as I was like, Embiid's got to be out or questionable. No. Like, this prop, like, by the way, have you seen the Embiid prop now? I, I don't know, man. 37 and a half? Like, is that possible? Like, you know me. You get 70, you're going to try for 70 the next game? Is that the way it's supposed to go? So, Don, if they're hanging there? 9 to 1 on him to score 50, yeah. like, I don't know, at that Oof. point, you might as well. Might as well just <laughs> hang that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you're, like, you're hey, right you know there. Why even take the 37? You're already out there. By the like he is by the now way, just, the oh my god no go ahead go ahead no I'm just laughing at this because I know we're at the end of the show but the Bills put out a tweet from their social media account at twelve o'clock because the awards are starting to come out like who's eligible for what and it's Demar Hamlin comeback finalist of the year and the Bills on their account say no one is more deserving and I'm just scrolling through the timeline on Twitter of the uh, replies. It's pretty good stuff at this one. It's pretty good stuff all the way, too. <laughs> I mean, this guy writes, the comeback player from the dead participant. I mean, I mean it's unbelievable. Didn't you ask for that if you put that tweet out there? My goodness. It is hundreds of people responding to that exactly the way you would think here. And by the way, Tamar Hamlin is going to win that award. Whether you like it or not, cash that ticket in. What do we have, minus 10000 now for that one? Actually, no. It's a little bit closer than I thought it actually was. But the awards markets are here. And that's the end of the show here. For JP Behind the Wheels of Steel, Donnie Wrightside, and Kevin Walsh, tomorrow's a football Friday. We're going to light it up. See you later. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.